hands together. Put your 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 hands together. These pants come out undone a little bit. It's okay. Hey, there was a gal that I cut in front of to go to the bathroom. Did you make it back? Yes. Okay. I promise you. Yeah. Remember, I was like, no, no, trust me. I know. The show won't start. And it's also my birthday, so thank you. You're welcome. Happy birthday. Let's hear it for that gal. It's her birthday. Letting people cut to pee on your birthday. What a hell of a hey. We got an awesome show tonight also. <laughs> For this gal's birthday, but also for all of our birthdays, whenever they might be. Uh, the, what? Okay. You know what's weird? This is not that show. I get what you're doing. I also don't care if you're here for a bachelorette party. Don't give a shit. No, happy birthday. How old are you today? 30. You're 30. You're here for your 30th birthday. How's that feel? I don't mean like, I don't mean how does it feel to be here. This is a great place to be. I mean, how does it feel to be 30? It feels like 20. It feels like 20. Yeah, that's true. 30 is great. Your bod's going to look pretty weird pretty soon. <laughs> if I know anything from my own experience, start to get weird little pockets. Strange pockets on different parts of your body that are not in your pants. Uh, but you, you're mentally, you feel fucking great. You feel awesome, and you look back at everything. It doesn't feel like 20. Remember, because at 20, you were like, I think I'm doing the right thing, but also... And then you did everything wrong. Remember that? You were like, I'm pretty sure I should sleep with you. Get over here. Um, less, I think it's less like that. I think it's the other side, it's less like that. It's more like, I know I shouldn't sleep with you. And yet, it is a Tuesday. <laughs> So you just, it's more of an eyes uh, wide open than an eyes wide shut sort of a situation. Let's, let's Tom Cruise is, uh, in your 30s, so, uh, an eyes wide shut reference. It didn't really make sense. I get it. We do wear a lot of masks in our lives, don't we? Okay, really? Lost Shows on Eyes Wide Shut? That's a great film. No, it's not. It's weird. What's it about? I yelled that for the entire movie. What's this about? That's what it's like watching a movie with me. Just so you know. I either love it and I go, yeah! And then I turn to the person I'm with it that I just look in the eye and I go, did you see that? I, I make the person I'm seeing the movie with stop watching the movie so that I can ask them, did you just see that? I'm terrible to watch movies with. Unless you're like into excitement and joy. In that case, yeah! We got great comics. They can hear you. They're in back. Let's hear it for them. All right! And I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm going to be your host for tonight. You can hear Woo! You can live it up for me. Yes, all right. Yay! And it's 9.30, or what time is it? It's 8 o'clock right now. This show ends at 9.30. Uh, tonight at 11 p.m., I will be on Chelsea Lately. Woo! You guys, except for you two, can totally make it home for that. They're just friends of the show. I know where they live. Not physically, but distance-wise. But you guys can make it up for 11. You should watch that. You should watch Chelsea lately and then tell them uh, that you liked me on there. Uh, pa paneling. I was on a panel today on the show and uh, 
I was wearing my wedding ring. That's not a wedding engagement. That's the word for it. And uh, then also Chelsea Handler saw me for the first time, like we've never met. And then I was sitting at the table and she saw me. And she and then she she said, "Wait, what? Are, what are you?" <laughs> and I said, "A tiny lesbian." And she said, "Oh, but see, you have an engagement ring." And then I said, "Chelsea Handler, <laughs> I, I'm going to marry a woman." <laughs> Didn't think I had to break this news to you. <laughs> I can get married in this state. Technically, <laughs> legally, I can't. So that was a very exciting day. She was a real sweetheart. She 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 smiled at me. She doesn't she, she doesn't smile at too many people. She looks great in person. Real tight buns. <laughs> tight, you know. She's definitely not over thirty. She's over thirty. But just look at Chelsea Handler's buns, and you'll be like, oh, there's hope. She's like a like a like a full time trainer. I don't know what she does, but she's got sweet buns. <laughs> I also just, I'm feeling a little wacky because last night I got, I was performing comedy on a cruise ship this last weekend. I can't even, how is that true? Thank you for that round of applause. Thank you for that. I was performing a, what? Boat party. Boat party. I was at the boat party. Yeah, there was a, there was like an alternative comedy festival where like some of the, some great names in alternative comedy like Eugene Merman and Kurt Broneler and Wyatt Cenac. And then I was also on, on the, on the festival and, um, and we were on a Royal Caribbean cruise. So if you have any idea who those comics are, they have never been on a Royal Caribbean cruise. <laughs> and also, uh, who here has been on a cruise? Clap your hands if you've been on a cruise. That is the weirdest thing. That is the weirdest thing. How, I just, I forgot that I don't think buffets have a point. <laughs> because it's just all the shitty food you can eat. That's a buffet. It's like, oh, all of this is terrible. You can have as much of it as you want. <laughs> I just ate like pickles and pineapple for the entire time. <laughs> I don't know. That's what looked good to me. Um, also, I didn't realize a cruise ship, I thought it was like a boat. It's not. It's like a sideways hotel. I thought it would be a boat with like a yo ho no it's a they have it's a sideways hotel uh, built for whatever like art what's up with us as people that we're like I want to go somewhere but I don't want to leave my hotel so can you turn it sideways and put it on the water because then I'll feel like I've been somewhere I'll see it out the window it's also weird because like I was, I was staying on the ninth floor of a boat, which is weird just to say that. There's an elevator! There's many elevators. You walk into the boat and then there's an elevator, which shouldn't be a thing. You guys realize that's not, that shouldn't, there shouldn't be an elevator on a boat. And then you go to the ninth floor and then there was a shower in my room, which I think is like, shows both the arrogance and also the power of human beings because we were like no 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 water we don't want you there we want you there we're not into you we're into you like we we're floating on water we don't want to use and then piping water into a teeny little spout like ha ha Take me somewhere, sideways hotel. I'll be clean when I get there, but not from that water. From other harder to get water. We're crazy. We're crazy. I also 
realize that like our bodies are so stupid. <laughs> our bodies are so stupid because I am uh, I'm 31 years old, and I have lived all of my days except for the last three days on dry land. And then I got on a ship, and I went to the Bahamas, and I came back, and all day today, I've been like, whoa, whoa, like my body, my equilibrium's all, they, they tell you, like, you're going to get sick getting on the boat, and I didn't get seasick, but I totally got land sick. Like, my body was like, I guess we live on the sea now, three days, three days, and my body's like, I don't know what this is, why it's static, I'm used to doing this, where's the water come from? Bodies are dumb. Not as smart as I give it credit for uh, up until this point. So who had a great time at a cruise? I want to just, before we bring our first uh, other comic up, who is like a great, does anyone have a great cruise story? Like a really excellent time? Oh, whoopsie daisy. <laughs> who had a terrible time on a cruise? Who's got the worst thing that happened on a cruise? Just all middle of the line cruisers? <laughs> That's all right. Octopus, solid. You saw an octopus? Yeah. Where were you cruising to or from? French Polynesia. French Polynesia, name a real place. <laughs> okay, you were... It's like a bunch of different islands. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, French Polynesia. Right, of course. <laughs> I get it. Uh, so you were sailing... Where, was, where did you leave from? Uh, Tahiti. Tahiti, of course, right. What were you doing over there? Are you all right? How did you get to, how, well, how'd you get to, you were like, I'm going to start in Tahiti and go to a fake thing. You what? You went take to, a plane. you take a plane, sure. I'll believe it when I see it. No, uh, I believe you took a plane. You took a plane to Tahiti and then you cruised to French Polynesia and you saw an octopus? Yeah. Was it a, don't they stay under the water? Yeah, I was like in the water. You were in the water. Yeah. What are you doing in the water? You're supposed to be on the boat! <laughs> No, were you? You were snorkeling, yeah. and you saw an octopus. Yeah. How big are we talking about? Like what kind of? Like... Um, it's kind of like a softball. Like the head is like a little bit bigger than a softball. Oh, a little bit bigger than a softball. No, that seems really cool. I was in my mind, this was a very different story. <laughs> and then I rode him to safety. <laughs> in French Polynesian, we lived together for eight years in a common law relationship. He was in a bathtub, and I put the water in the bathtub because as a human being, I have mastery over water. <laughs> no, he was like a little guy. He was just a teeny guy. Did you eat him? He was, no, he was, like, he was like under a rock, but I could see him poke his head out every once in a while. And I was, when I would swim, like next to him, he would try to go under. No. Yeah. Enough space. No, he's hiding under a rock. Just an octopus the size of a softball hiding under a rock. Listen, I don't want to shame you because you spoke out. But seriously, the rest of the audience, after hearing this story... <laughs> nobody had a better or worse cruise than this. He saw an octopus the size, of a, the size of a softball pop out and then back under a rock while I was snorkeling, yeah, back on a boat. I mean, that is beautiful. Nature's amazing. Like, I saw a stingray, and I did, that is, like, a crazy thing, because you forget that nature is real and that it can just live. But still, also, like, we'll come back to you guys later, because I believe in you that somebody's... Now there's somebody who's like, oh, my God, I should have told that story about how I killed a man. Because I thought there was going to be somebody that said they killed eight to ten people. 
and I was going to think that my story was going to be kind of like a medium sort of a story, you know, between the, you know, I killed half of a person, which is a baby, or I killed, you know, eight to ten men. I thought, oh, one, that's not a big deal. But now that I hear this baseball squid story, I'm like, I should have went for it because I could have been the hero in my own time. Well, you missed your opportunity, and this guy is a brave man. So let's hear it for this gentleman. Yeah! Yes! Taking risks, be they on a cruise or at a comedy show. I like your attitude, and we got a great show. I'm going to bring out the first comic right now. Hey, uh, hilarious dude, his first time doing the show, so we're going to give him a wild round of applause. Let's hear it right now for, he- for Fahim Anwar, guys. Give it up for Fahim. <laughs> Thank you. Good for Cameron one more time, everybody. Yeah. This is going to sound like a, a weird question, um, but has anybody here ever seen an octopus from a cruise ship before? Yeah, keep it up for Raheem, guys. Hilarious! Great way to start the show. And hey, you know what? Why, why stop there? What if that's when I stopped? Great way to start the show. Good night! No, then the other comics would be like, we drove here. That would be the worst. We're not going to do that. Uh, we're going to welcome this next comic this, to the stage. He runs what I think is one of the best shows in L.A. And it's also not even in L.A. It's in Covina. Do you guys know where that is? It's not close to here. Uh, too much. And then you kind of drive down a street, and it looks like a really, almost like a, like a, like a bar where you might get knifed. <laughs> then you go in that bar, and all those people that could knife you, they want to laugh at you. <laughs> but not in a mean way, like at your jokes. <laughs> it's the best. It's, my, it's like my favorite show to do in this city. It's called The Chatterbox. I love this gentleman who runs it. Let's hear it right now for Steve Hernandez, guys. Give it up for Steve. <laughs> Thanks, Cameron. You just described my show as Thunderdome. Is this on? Oh, there it is, yeah. Okay, good. It's great to be here. Look at all these beautiful... Oh, I love it. Such a good-looking crowd. Uh, In my later years, uh, I'm getting into Latinas, but previously, uh, I've mostly been into white women. Nothing fancy. Uh, I like a nice, like, kind of a paler... A white woman, looks like she knows her way around the New Testament a little bit. (laughs) Translucent nipples, 100 SPF, her dad's the president of something. Not too pretty in the face either, that's where a lot of people go wrong. I like my girls with a classic beauty. I like my girls handsome. (laughs) I like them so handsome when they do this with their bangs, I know what their brother looks like. You know what I'm talking about? Handsome. <laughs> oh, that was racist. <laughs> uh, yeah, he asked, when, when did I get out of prison? <laughs> it's funny, bro. Sometimes uh, I forget I'm a big Mexican, too, and think I'm just a regular human being. <laughs> but then I'll, like, walk around the aisle at a Vons or something and watch the blood drain out of a white woman's face. I have to talk to about the real housewives of OC to calm her down. <laughs> Vicky needs to break up with Brooks. That's for the fans right there. Uh, <laughs> you guys text your parents. Everyone texts their parents now, right? No, okay. Well, <laughs> racist guy over there. <laughs> Isn't it the best? You don't have to talk to them anymore? I love it. Uh, I text my dad all the time. 
but he doesn't uh, know that you can't text another man certain things. Like I, um, like I texted him the other day. I was going to go to his house, and I texted him, hey, are you there? He didn't answer. So I went to the library to write. And then he called me. I let it go to voicemail. And then I texted back, and I said, hey, Dad. Was going to stop by and say hi, but uh, you weren't there, so I'm at the library writing. I'll see you soon. I love you. And then my dad texts back to me, dot, 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 I love you more, smiley face. <laughs> I'm not doing this with my dad. <laughs> so I text back, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and then he texts back, uh, dot, 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 it's true, smiley face. <laughs> This guy was a monster when I was growing up. Used to beat the shit out of me. Raging alcoholic. Broke pieces of wood on my leg. And now he's sending me these sweet-ass texts. People don't change that quick, you know? I mean, my dad, I mean, he came from a bad home. His dad used to, you know, from generation to generation, we expect people to change so quickly. But, you know, my dad, his dad used to beat him so hard, he used to try to kill him. My dad used to beat the shit out of me. I'm probably just going to verbally abuse my kids. You see how that works? You can't do it. I don't believe in you. That's what I'm going to say to my babies. It's better than a punch. It's better than a punch. My dad uh, grew up uh, right here in East L.A. Like, by the white fence gang neighborhoods and stuff. And uh, he, uh, he's a good guy. He's trying to get better. But, you know, people can't change that quick. So the other day I was trying to convince him uh, that gay marriage is okay. And he's like... I don't hate black people. Doesn't that count for anything? <laughs> for you, Julio, maybe. Maybe. Uh, I was at this uh, poetry, <laughs> poetry thing, and this girl uh, said this poem. It was very sad about her mom dying of cancer. And uh, it was in Oakland, so they had a DJ. And uh, <laughs> when she walked off, uh, he played Tupac's Dear Mama. Which, you know, I guess if you don't know about Tupac, that's pretty cool. But we all remember Tupac raped women a lot, right? Like he went to jail for it. But whenever you try to bring this up with uh, women, they defend him a lot of times with the song Dear Mama. If you guys haven't heard Dear Mama, it's a song about his mom, a strong African-American single mom raising him on her own. You know, Tupac was probably just trying to fuck single moms, right? I mean, that's why he wrote the song, right? If I could write a song that would allow me to fuck single moms, I would write that song. Single moms, they're not a young man's game. No, no. When I was younger, I was afraid of the responsibility. But now that I'm getting older, I see more value for my money. You know what I mean? A single mom is like a used luxury car. Brand new. I can't afford that shit. But once it's been driven off the lot, Papa could swing that payment. Oh, what is this, a single mom's convention or something? What's going on here? Oh, wait a minute. It's mostly white, white women. You guys have abortions. That's what I'm trying to preach to the Latinas. Kill the babies. Embrace your dreams. Slam on, you know, just kill them. First six weeks, nothing. They're not even anything. So I tell them, start slamming that birth control, ladies. Oh, it'll, feel, it'll, it'll make me feel funny. You're going to feel real funny when you hear that baby crying at three in the morning. It'll make me fat. Come on. That baby going to make you real fat. 
have you guys ever been in like a group type situation, like at a bar or something, and uh, you're debating, and the dumbest person in the group takes your side? <laughs> Has that ever happened to you before? And you're like, oh man, I'm probably wrong. <laughs> God has to feel that way about most evangelical Christians, right? Come on. He's got to be like, oh, man. If this fuckface believes in me, maybe I don't exist. Uh, I was recently going down on a woman, my wife, and... Uh, this is the only thing we fight about in sex. Uh, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's a big deal. She doesn't make any noise when I'm going down on her. Have you guys ever gone down on someone that doesn't make any noise? That's just lonely. It's like... I told her, I said, Stephanie, if you want me to keep bringing this heat to the ball game... I need to know where I'm at, okay? I need to know what inning. Is this the third inning? Is this the sixth inning? Should I get my re relief pitcher going? Do I, do I need to buy two beers right now? She doesn't watch baseball. She has no idea what I'm talking about. So I was like, um, okay, Stephanie. Do you remember that part in The Little Mermaid when Ursula takes Ariel's voice? And she's like, yes, of course. She's like, that's all I need from you. Just a slow, steady building sound so I know where I'm at. Just slow, steady building. Ah, I'll be that's you, girl. Ah, and then I'll be like this. Keep singing! Sing for me! <laughs> I'm Ursula in that, that joke, so that's pretty cool. You guys have been great. Thank you so much. Hi, Steve Fernandez. Come on. I love that he's like mildly uh, intense towards women, but also knows a lot, of, a lot about The Little Mermaid. That's why Steve's awesome. One more time for Steve. I loved having him on the show. I'm so glad he was here. I'm sure he's a tender lover. I believe that. He seems like he is. He seems concerned. What's going on with you guys? Is anybody? Is everybody doing doing well? Let's see up front. How's everybody? Yeah. Yep. One clap from the back. That person's killing it. How are you doing over here? How are you doing, sir? Yeah. What was your? Oh, and two thumbs up. But it's. I want to talk to. You. So you were. Were you on the cruise as well with me, or you just knew about it? You just knew about it. That's cool. Yeah. What about you? How are you? Yeah, what did you do today? You worked. What do you do for a living? You, work in, you do construction for a living. Hey, number one, I hope you're rich. Oh, because I know that sometimes you make good money. And number two, thanks for doing that. Thanks for your service. We need your help. This guy builds the things we live in, like giant boats that we ride on for no reason. What would you build today? Or, I don't know, maybe I'm... Maybe I'm Maybe I'm lifting you up a little too much. 
I suppose that's not how construction works. I just asked you, what did you build today? And then you're like, nothing. I just, like, measured a thing. <laughs> but what did you do today? No? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> nothing at all. How are you doing, sir? Good. Yeah? What's your, what was your day like today? You sit in an office opposite of that dude, huh? <laughs> different people have different jobs. We're learning that tonight. <laughs> what do you, what kind of office? What kind of office work do you do? Uh, engineering. You do engineering? Oh, so you're like, hey, this is a way to build this. And then that guy's like, I can do it. <laughs> that guy's like, a squid, or whatever he's like. <laughs> um, I know, he said octopus. Those are not the same thing. I, trust me, I studied oceanography. I didn't. I don't even think that's relevant to that. I think it's like probably marine biology. Okay, well, the fact that I knew that does make you trust me more as a scientific source because I could have just gone with oceanography, but that's actually just the tides. You know, so the fact that I know that right now, again, you guys are like, wait, did she study that? No, theology, actually, guys, I studied theology. That's 100% true, I did study theology, uh, which is how I know I don't believe in God. Because <laughs> I read that shit. And it is fake. <laughs> made up stuff <laughs> about how I'm a vessel and all those sorts of other things that are not true. Okay, cool. What do you engineer? Um, it's consumer goods. You engineer consumer goods? So it's like, I work for a company that makes printers. You make, you make printers. Yeah. You engineer printers. Yeah. That seems very complicated. No? Really? Yes? It's pretty simple. I mean, for a genius, what are you? <laughs> Give me just like let's hear one phrase that you might say to a coworker. What if I'm like, wait, what's your name? Chris. Chris. What if I'm like, Chris? <sighs> I'm really getting the character. I'm pissed. I'm at work. Chris, <sighs> these old printers, they don't match up with my smart tablet. Do you have anything I can fit in my pocket? <laughs> what if I said that? What would you say? Uh, I mean, we make printers for like UPS, like shipping printers. Oh, you make UPS shipping printers? But you wouldn't have to say that to me. I'm your coworker. Why would you speak down to me like that? <laughs> I'm, maybe I'm even your boss in this scenario. That's a very boss-like thing to say. Just come in and go like, ha ha, my smart tablet. And then, can you make a pocket for my computer? You know, like that's, isn't that what bosses are like? I forget. I work for myself. And I am pretty aggressive with myself. Like, get out of bed, you stupid idiot. Every day. Tough to work for. And I'm always giving myself tasks like that. You know? Okay, so you make, you make printers. You have a really specific and very 2013 job. And I want to applaud you for that. Yeah, because that guy, he builds a thing. And you make a printer that a shipping company uses to make labels? Yes, so label, label You make a label printer. Yeah. It's a very of-the-moment job. Could be obsolete pretty soon, too. I know, that's a super shitty thing to say to somebody. Have you, yeah, have you thought about what you're going to do next after you don't need to make labels for stuff? After it's just imprinted on the mind of the thing that you're mailing? Once everything we own becomes sentient? And then the thing just goes, I'm going to Toledo! You know, like, okay, bread. You know, and then you send it. 
Do you, what are you going to do next? After the bread knows where to take it. Okay, yeah. Consumer products. See, you don't even really, you've just been doing your job so long that you don't even realize that, that you're like speaking in such specific terms. And I like that because that's, I mean, that's where we all, when we do jobs, we get really specific in our terms. Like consumer products, that doesn't mean it's French Polynesia like all over again. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But I, I believe that you should keep doing that. Yeah, let's hear it for this gentleman. Let's hear it for Chris. He's got a huge future in consumer products. All right, guys, we got, we got, hey, we got some bonuses coming up next. Bonuses, bonus round. I'm really excited about these next comics. So first of all, we've got a friend that comes back to the show all the time whenever he's in town. We've got Mike Kaplan coming up. He also brought another friend who is uh, the first time on the show, but somebody I've known for years and years and years. So we've got Micah Sherman coming out. So we're going to hear right now from Mike Kaplan and Micah Sherman. Let's hear it for both of them. Come on. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Everybody. All right. Test, test, testing, 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 testing. Thank you guys very much for coming. How about another round of applause for Cameron and, uh, and Steve? And, uh, and Fahim, whose homeless man sounded like Morgan Freeman. Close. Spare some change, Andy. That's a. Uh, if you guys listen back, re-ri- rewind the podcast, listen to it. I didn't do it. Well. I don't do a good Fahim or Morgan Freeman, but he did both. Uh, but for those of you who are here right now, we'll keep moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a little. Everybody's becoming obsolete. A little morbid. A little sad. A lot was, of yeah. fear. You know, there's a lot, yeah. lots of fear in the world. Life is scary, and it doesn't need to be. So we. This is our first uh, inspirational number. To help you in your times of troubles. The first of many inspirational numbers. They'll all be inspirational. But this one, most of all. Or this one, first of all. One, two, three. Never fear. There's nothing to fear. Except death and pain. Never fear. There's nothing to fear. Except death. And what else? And pain. And loneliness and heartache and losing your best friend to AIDS or prostate cancer or diabetes type 1 or 2 or AIDS or someone breaking into your house while you're sleeping and stealing your baby right out of its crib and then returning it all messed up Treatment and preventive education Except in Africa Where there's lots of less of that And lots more of AIDS So have no fear There's nothing to fear Except for fear itself of AIDS Or maybe to have our children be stolen And sold into some sort of sad sick sexual Sudanese slavery ring Where they're consistently coerced into non-consensual coitus 
continually contracting AIDS. How can you bring children into a world where this is possible? How can you be so cavalier? Now we both understand that's not how HIV works. It's just part of this irrational fear. Our girlfriends have told us we're afraid of commitment. And we're using this issue as an excuse. So have no fear. There's nothing to fear. Except for marriage and child abuse. Or falling in love with the wrong woman. Or childhood AIDS. We're not afraid to commit. We're committed to being afraid. Of relationships. Thank you, very much, everybody. Don't be afraid. That song is called Afraid. Yep. <laughs> afraid. Afraid is what that song is called. Afraid. We would. L- we often get uh, hired to uh, play at functions, um, like uh, like a uh, convention of um, uh, printer makers or. Um, <laughs> Functions like conventions or like brunchins, you Lots know? Lots of brunches, like yep. a jazz brunch. We'll get hired to play some jazz at a jazz brunch. So, and so uh, we've written some songs um, for, for these very special occasions. Workshop and this sort of stuff. So this is for so, like a uh, jazz brunch. Yeah. Four, three, two, one. Jazz brunch! Jazz brunch! So that for like so three hours like three, or three, so. three to seven hours of that. However long your brunch. Sometimes they'll do a brunch from like ten to five, and I'm like, there's that's all of the meals. That's uh... <laughs> So uh, this next one is we don't love parody songs. Like we do some, but we don't we don't love them. We hate them. We have, yeah, the opposite. So we wrote a song about that. Uh, we wrote a parody about how we hate parodies. Two, three, four. I hate parodies. Put another line in my shoes box, baby. It just See, doesn't make horrible. any sense. Why would you? Well, those you need to put a lime in a juice box. It, it doesn't, it's not going to fit through that little hole. You could chop the top off. So but, stupid. Uh, like, I mean, it would, all the water would be displaced due to Archimedes' principle. And, uh, oh, a nerd crowd. I like that. That's great. All right. We change everything. Good. Okay. So let's do all of our nerd songs. Here's a couple of parodies. Uh, this is a mashup. Um, that uh, we'll play a couple of mashup parodies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one uh, we, is about Bill Cosby. We thought uh, Bill Cosby would have a real lengthy IMDb.com profile. His career is long. Long, but, but his uh, page he's, got, is like, short. he's got like three entries. Don't so. look it up now. We'll just tell. This is basically his IMDb You can trust page. us. Just yeah. be in the moment, people. This, this song is called Rockin' the Cosby. Two, three. We don't know Bill. Rockin' the Cosby, rockin' the Cosby, but we don't know Bill. Rockin' the Cosby, rockin' the Cosby, ghost dad, boo boo boo, boo 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 boo, ghost dad, boo boo boo, boo 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 boo, ghost dad, boo boo boo, boo 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 boo, ghost dad, boo boo boo, boo 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 boo. I was the star of the Cosby Show. Uh, we don't have time for that. 
do another bash up for you. Appreciate it. Oh my god, Mike, look at her butt. Looking? It is like so big. Yep. How many crows do you think you could fit in that butt? It's a weird question, but I'd probably, I don't know, one, two, three, four. Uh, you're counting crows. Oh, that's, that's fair. Butt crows. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. December and uh, I think we actually before a final special thing uh, that we're gonna bring we're gonna do a real quick last thing this one is a good song ruined uh, that one might have been it applies to the last one too but uh, that was two songs ruined this was only one this will be the last song ruined okay. two three four la <laughs> Micah Sherman, everybody. And I'm Mike Kaplan. I'm going to leave and coming out to replace me, please welcome Zach Sherwin, everybody. Zach Sherwin, everybody! Yeah! My kind of of fella. All right. Zach and I would like to do a uh, duet for you. But before we do, you guys were talking a lot about mashups. Totally. And a mashup of Morgan Freeman and Fahim Anwar, the comic you saw before, should be called... Morgan Fahim Anwar. Yeah. <laughs> good night, guys. Good night. Thank, you, thank you, Thank you, thank you guys very much. We're going to do it next. We're also going to sing for you. Yep. Uh, this is a duet. It's a duet, actually, about duets. So let's duet. <laughs> hey, right on. This is how we do it. Yo, this is how we do it. This is how we do it. This is 
Then I reach for my partner and I sing a thing. I'm the partner that was reached for, and so now I also sing. We're not a barbershop quartet. That's four. We're two. Just half. Don't forget, it's all good in my hood tonight. Because he lives in a hood with a deep appreciation for a two-man musical collaboration. Now it's time to get your groove on, so we'll tell you what they say. Well, they say two heads are better than one, and we don't disagree with they. Then I croon a verse Yo, this is how we do it That's two people better One person worse This is how we do it Like Casey and Jojo Or Samwise and Frodo This is how we do it Yo, bro, you wanna go solo? No, no This is how we do it This is how we do it All the stage lights are lit up And we make the party get up Yo, it's not a thing that I got with your ex when you split up Whoa, you dated Hillary? Well, not dated we hooked up a time or three. Well, no one ever told me. Are you angry? Kind of. Sorry. Awkward. Awkward. I wish that you brought this up while we were outside. Well, I got caught up in this awesome duet and completely forgot that I lied. Well, whatever you did, I feel wounded and betrayed. Now I gotta bust a rap to process the haps. Well, do it as Montel Jordan doing an impression of Slick Rick. Pretty messed up. That's what I find it. Micah didn't even ask me if I minded. And of all the guys Hillary could have slept with, she had to do the dude I do duets with. I'm envisioning how she unbuckled and licked him. Oh, I'm a cuckold victim. Finding out like this is just not right. I agree, bro. Huh? You're hogging the spotlight. It's just a work we both perform. Yeah, that is how we do it. You're right, man. I was being self-absorbed. Yeah, this is how we do it. But no, you and Hillary, ah, it's egregious. This is how we do it. Just think of it as her duetting with each of us. That's how we do it. I'm sorry I forgot about singing that with you. This is how we do it. And I'm sorry I might have given you chlamydia. Ah, it's fine. That's how we do it. Who cares about bodily fluid exchanges? This is how we do it. When we've got intricate two-part vocal harmony arrangements. Yeah! Lord! Yeah! Can I get a witness? So you guys actually also have an album out. We do. It's called um, Songs Together. Yeah, it's yes. Please Be Seated. And when did you record that? We recorded it. It came out September of 2012. So I think we must have recorded it December of 2011. Yep. Hey, join us. Hi, Zach. Hey. Um, so the other thing that's interesting... Now, Micah, you... What are you doing right now mostly for comedy? Because, like, we know each other from many moons ago when we were mostly both doing improv. Yeah. But then you were also doing stand-up at that time. I started doing stand-up later. I think here's here's our... Right, Zach? Here's I mean, a... like, this is all... Right. Hi, Zach, yes. <laughs> hey, right, Zach? You and I have uh, intermingled it's back and forth. I think you were on the cast of Improv Asylum in Boston before I before was. Before you were. When I lived in Chicago. You lived in Chicago. Then we started doing stand-up yes. in Boston. Yes. And then you moved to Chicago. Yes. And then I moved to New York and you moved to Los yes. Angeles. So we've, so. like, basically never lived in the same city, but we have 
100% the same friend, friend circles yeah. in multiple different cities, yeah. which is amazing. And I I, uh, I follow you online a lot. Yeah. And congratulations on all your recent success. Oh, thanks, yes, dude. Great um, stuff. Um, I have been. Uh, I most. I stopped doing stand up about four years ago. So now you're doing improv, just mostly. I do a lot of improv, a lot of sketch, yeah. and I'm starting to do a lot of characters on stand up awesome. showcases. Oh yeah, and I've seen you do that. You're amazing at that. Oh, thank you. So you should be doing that, which and is great. Right now, I'm doing a documentary about social media. Wow, really? Yeah. You are shooting it, or you are in it? Uh, we, wrapped, we wrapped our shooting yeah. um, this morning. Up, dude? Well, that's cool. And that yeah. was why. Is that why you're out here? Yeah, one yeah, reason. To do, to do some podcasts and okay. do shows. Awesome. And how do you, how do Mike and Micah, how do you guys know each other? Like, where did you meet along the way there? Boston. Yeah, we met, I think we all met around the same time. Zach, you were in Boston at that same time, too. Yes, so I was I, in Boston at the same time. I met time. Zach a couple years later. Micah oh, moved yeah. to Boston around 2005. Yeah. And then I was doing stand-up there for a few years, and we were, you know, we met at an open mic, yeah. and then at all the other open mics, and then, uh, then Micah was, we, we, you know, we liked each other, we were like, no, nah, you do things, we're weird and stuff and good, and, uh, hair, I get it. yeah, we're, weird and stuff and good, yeah. and, beards uh, hair. yeah, yeah and beards, then, beards hair, that's, yeah. you guys both have beards and hair, friends with yeah. Each other. hey, beards, hair, we should yeah. be friends, <laughs> <laughs> and then Micah one day was like, uh, I am, I'm gonna host a show at Improv Boston. Uh, want to write songs with me? Oh, and you guys did that for you did the it was like the, the Mike and Micah. Yeah, the the Mike and Mike Club. Yeah, the Mike and Mike Club. Like we, Mickey Mouse. We, we wanted to be Mickey Mouse Club, but it didn't really flow uh, off of anybody's tongues. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we did that at the Comedy Studio for a little over a year, around 2007, 2008, before we both moved to New York. And then by this point, we were best of friends. And you live both in New York now. Yep. And then Zach, you moved to LA. Like I moved to LA, uh, beginning of 2010. And how are you, are you guys actually doing music together? You, we have, you we've written, Micah, Micah, this is Zach now. Yeah. Micah and I have written two songs together. Uh, and yeah, we do them. Like we do just one during of, hangouts or over no, the, you know, how do you make There was like a brief fertile burst around maybe like 2008 or nine, and then we haven't written anything new since then. Yeah. But how were you doing it at the time? Were you in the same place? Yeah. yeah we in Boston for a little bit. He, yeah. stopped, he stopped touring with his sketch group in 2006. Wow, right? and, and then and then I and then I met him like a little bit later because he started doing stand-up shows. So I love how complicated and convoluted this is. Also, because I think this is actually a real thing about stand-up and you can, in general, which is like you meet people at a million different intersections, and then you never realize that like they're actually just going to keep being in your life. Like yeah. you're going to run into yeah. people again and, and again. You don't know when you've met because also like I feel like you know like Greg Warren is a comedian in New York who lived many years in St. Louis. He moved to New York. But he was like friend friends with everybody that I knew. Like you know like Nikki Glaser and like Henry Phillips were friends of mine, and they were always like Greg Warren is great. And I'd like seen him on TV, and he'd maybe seen me on TV. Like so you can meet somebody and be like we know each other, right? Yeah, and it's a and you've never met community that keeps doing it after a certain amount of time that, like, you actually do end up knowing of people with work before you know them or, like, you have a billion mutual friends and then there you should be a, in weird places. Sorry to cut you off. No. There should be a word for this so you can dispense with the formalities. Like, I remember I met uh, Janine Brito when I was on um, Come uh, Out Bell, Come Out Bell yeah. Show and I was like, hey, I'm Zach. And she was like, Janine. And I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I know. Obviously. Like, well, right. I, I believe that uh, the three of you are creative enough to coin that word. Oh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be right now. No, but I just, like, Let's do it. For later, uh, 
For later. For later, Zee. You, maybe you should help out. <laughs> How about hangitos? <laughs> yeah. All hangitos. Uh, Let's see. So there's there's like friends. Like how about no Already. no stalligs. Nostalgia colleagues, ha- no. Haven't. I thought you meant no stall, like you don't have to wait to get to the good stuff. No stallies, yeah. Nostalgia. Kalalgia. Uh, I was going to say, maybe the word is like. Is like Assumed colleagues. <laughs> yeah, it assumed is. colleagues. That's what it is. I like that. I like now that. we're all trying to figure out how to shrink it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Ass call. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it that. Booty That's- calls. Ass calls. Yeah. Ass calls. You're my ass call. Yeah. You always are. We're ass calls, right? We can... Thanks for doing this show, you bunch of ass calls. I'll see you every other minute. If you ever want me to do it again, give me an ass call. <laughs> Guys, let's hear it. Oh, that was Mike Kaplan and Micah Sherman and also uh, Zach Sherman there at the end. Zach is also a front of ours here at the show. That was rad. They all do songs together. That's a cool thing for them to have multiple. And then I loved the subbing in. Wasn't that nice also? Didn't you guys feel like that was important? And we all, we all like witnessed an, an amazing... I also think they all kind of vaguely remind me of each other, but different, like, but really different versions. Like, super different versions of, the, of like, a similar guy. <laughs> like, wow, those are really similar different dudes, you know? <laughs> Similar different dudes. That's uh, like when people tell me. You know what? I got, I got a... Well, two things happen to me. One is I get carmen all the time. These people always think my name is Carmen. It's Cameron. It's just only strange, because then you have to be like, oh, it's Cameron. And then they have to go like, whoop, what up? Because that feels weird for them, and I, it's, I understand. Uh, it's the weirdest on stage. That's the weirdest time when it's when it's somebody like this next chick. She's amazing. We are really good friends. We hang out a lot. Uh, we are friends with each other in an intimate friendship way. Please welcome Carmen Esposito to come out and be like. You know what? Actually, a lot of that was made up just for the intro because we're comics in the same field. I don't ever say that. I just go, it's... Uh, sometimes I just do the complete set as just a different, like a Latina comic. <laughs> That's not true. I always, I always correct. It's Cameron, not Carmen. Like, uh, like Diaz, not Electra. That's what I say. <laughs> I get Carmen quite a bit. Uh, I also... I don't get Surd, uh, but I do get... Um, my fiance gets sir a lot. Uh, I don't get sir I do get Tegan and Sarah a lot. <laughs> Which isn't when somebody thinks I'm Tegan or Sarah. It's just when they say, when they meet me, oh, you remind me of Tegan and Sarah. Which is always awesome, because that's two people. <laughs> and also, is just, I think, that person's way of saying, so you're gay. <laughs> Which I love. I love that like it's that visible to them. Or they don't know what it is, but they're like, there's something about you that when I look at you, I think of two uh, twin lesbian sisters. I don't know if it's you. Are you Canadian? Singer-songwriter? What is it about you that reminds me of those two women? I, I understand I also have the haircut. I get it. I get it. But we don't look that much alike. I mean, it's just more of a... I think it's mostly a gay thing. I think it's a similar gender sort of a thing. Plus, they're my sisters also. We're... <laughs> no, sisters. no they're, they're sisters. We're not sisters. We're sisters. 
Okay. Hey, we got two comics left. Guys, do you have any hearts for two awesome comics? Yeah. Come on, you've seen a great show so far. Everybody has been tremendous. Everybody has killed. I'm so excited. Uh, this gentleman, we always love him when he stops by. Let's hear it right now for Byron Bowers, guys. Give it up for Byron. How y'all doing this evening? That's not everybody. How are y'all doing? Uh, why did y'all, y'all get lazy and tense up on me? Is there any reason? First of all, I feel like the less talented person on the show because everybody got musical instruments and shit. So I wanted something to play too, so I'm gonna play this brick. Uh, to add to my act, like if I, when I do a joke, I'm just gonna hit a motherfucker upside the head. <laughs> and it should bring the punches up more, you know? Thank you. No, I don't wanna get it. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't be like, oh! Was that your attempt at comedy? Man. That was terrible. I don't mean to shoot your dreams down, but I'm from a family of people that shoot dreams down. That's how the fuck I got so good. Keep on, and in eight years, you're gonna be up here with a brick in your hand. <laughs> I started off just like you, though. I was in the classroom, though, and I would get sent to the office. Um, thank you, I just wasted three minutes. What the fuck I want to talk about, man? I was recently discriminated against, which was humbling because that ain't happened in a while. Uh, I was in San Francisco and I was with a group of people, and um, a group of like white people, and we all went to a bar. And when I walked in, the guy was like pointed. He shushed everybody. Was like, "Is he with y'all?" And they was like, "Yeah." And he was like, uh, "Okay." And it was humbling because I forgot, you know, I forgot what it was like. Because, cause, you know, since I moved from the South and since I've been traveling, I've just been this person. I've just been, been a human being. And when I went overseas, I, I wasn't even black no more. I was just an American, you know. I was in the Middle East. And, and they don't hate black people over there. They just hate Americans. <laughs> they do. And as a black man, you could get by that. Because when you see somebody from overseas, you just be like, assalamu alaikum. They be like, salaikum salam. And you like, shoot, let me eat this bacon and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Woo, I dodged the bullet on that one. Shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. Then I was in Canada. In Canada... I was patriotic and didn't even know it. That's when it hit me, like, oh, shit. I'm in a whole different ball game. I, re I went to buy a hamburger, right? And I pulled out a Lincoln. I gave the lady a Lincoln. And it had a rip in it. And it's cool. You can still take a Lincoln with a rip in it. He freed the slaves. Take the money, you know? <laughs> it should be ripped, because he freed the slaves. I'm, somebody probably was like, fuck, and then, you know, but still. <laughs> She didn't want the money. She was like, I don't, I don't want the money. I'm sorry. And then I was like, you know, did the American thing. Like, I don't have to support your business if you don't want to support what I have. So you keep your hamburger, give me my five back. And I walked out the store, and when I hit the threshold, she was like, yeah, that money is fake. And then I walked back in. 
And I went up to the counter and said it in an American way. I was like, bitch, I slapped the shit out of you. Don't you ever disrespect my money like that. I'm from America. Do you know how violent we are? Do you watch the news? Don't make me stand my ground in this bitch. She got me off guard, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I've been, I feel like I'm out of place a lot. You know, I recently was in San Francisco and I caught the Muni, which is the bus. I never rode the bus up there before, and I'm not a bus rider. Uh, so you can imagine my frustration when I'm on this vehicle and Google says it's going to take 15 minutes, you stay on this street. But what Google don't say is that this bus is going to stop at every stop and pick up every old person in this county. Now, if you old, I don't want to offend you, but this is the type of old where you get scared. Like, oh, shit, I'm going to be here one day. Let me live my life. You know, they would get on like, dink, and they just had a conversation, and they walk like this and shit, stepping on your shoes. You know, and I'm like, the bus don't move until they get still. So you can imagine how long this takes. I just want to grab and be like, drive! I'm in a hurry! And I'm sitting in the front. I did not know that it's an elderly section. It's elderly and handicapped in the front. I did not know that. I'm in the front because they got one of those like two, three-level buses. And the further I look back, the more fucked up people beards and hair get. And it look like the projects, and I get scared. So I'm like, I'm going to sit next to the driver because I know he probably got a gun. So that's where I stayed. And we picking up all these like elderly people and shit. They got canes on and uh, one of them stepped on my shoes, which is fucked up from where I'm from. And I'm calming myself down. So by the time the wheelchair person got on, I just stood up in my fucking chair like this shit. I'm not going to get rolled over, you know. But what I didn't know, why this taking a long time is that it's a section on the bus for wheelchairs where they lift up a section of the seats and like this lane up here and they got to parallel park a fucking wheelchair on the bus. So the bus got to park, dip, let the wheelchair on and the wheelchair got to get on and then the wheelchair got to park and the bus can't move until this person like finagle their way into this fucking parking spot. It's ridiculous. And while this trying to happen, I think a dog got hit. A dog was on the bus. Not a seeing eye dog. This dog don't rap. It ain't no hero. Just a regular ass mutt. A mutt got hit. That lady was like, don't you hit my dog. And this guy was like, what you say to me, lady? And this dude was like, don't you say this shit to my mama. Boom, and he hit the old guy. And they start tussling, and then the old guy fell out of the second door on the bus, like an old fall, like, oh! And then it just took a long time to fall. Like, oh! Oh, God! Oh! Uh, uh. And then his cane just landed on him like this. And I was like, oh, shit, this is gonna take a long time. And he got up, you know, that old man angered, and he took his cane and just went like Columbine on people. He was like, Phew. And I'm like, oh shit, I should call 911. And I went and logged into my phone, and my phone app is in the back. But as I'm going to the back, I start seeing all this Instagram and Vine and shit. And I'm like, oh shit, what app do I want to use? Who do I need the most followers on right now? But in the process of this, the fight ended. I was like, fuck. You know, but what the, what the dude did... The bus driver, he picked up like this old rotary phone, which is smart because there's no apps on that. <laughs> and this is a direct line straight to the police. 
police come take a statement, like, hey, sir, did you see anything? I was like, I seen a dude fall, but honestly, I was too busy trying to get my follows up <laughs> to look at the fight. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it was all over a fucking dog, officer. <laughs> a dog. You know what's weird? Because I'm from the South, and you know our relationship with animals sometimes, especially being black. Um... <laughs> It's weird, man. I think people treat dogs better than humans now. You know, like, like I walk right past a homeless person. Excuse me, you got anything to spare? Get the fuck out of here. Look at that poodle right there. That is a beautiful dog. I'm going to adopt you. Come kiss me in my mouth. Especially in Hollywood, people take their dogs everywhere. Restaurants, grocery stores, abortion clinics. It's wild. They walk right in the abortion clinic with a dog. Excuse me, sir, can you watch my dog? I'm about to go murder this baby. <laughs> oh, come on, don't trip, man. I did that joke in the abortion clinic, and it killed. So y'all can relax. They were dying laughing. They was holding their stomach. The eyes was watering. I was like, you going to hell for that? I'm like, we both going. It's an issue I got. It gotta be. This can't be the reason I don't fuck with dogs. It gotta be an underlying issue. Maybe I'm jealous of the dog. You know? Can you see how people carry their dogs around? Their dog be snooty with their nose in the air. I'm like, maybe I'm jealous of this dog. Like, this dog got a better childhood than me. This motherfucker probably got both parents. It probably speak two languages and shit. You know? But then it hit me. I had a suppressed memory. Suppressed memory. I was six years old. My mom was uh, dog sitting for a friend. You know, I'm downstairs in the basement, playing catch with the dog. Throw the ball, poof, dog bring it back. Throw it again, poof, bring it back, put it in my hand. Third time, he dropped the ball and I went to get it and the dog mounted me and dry humped the shit out of me. You know what I mean? He was just pow, pow. And I remember just feeling stuck like, mama, help. I was yelling, I was scared. Mama, Jesus, somebody, help. And nobody came but the dog. <laughs> And that's when I realized I'm alone in this world. <laughs> and the dog got off and he just had this look of shame like, like he settled, you know? <laughs> like he didn't, he settled for me. Like he settled for human. Like he normally fucked dogs, but he settled for human, let alone a black human. Like he usually molests rich white kids. <laughs> and if he would have had thumbs, he would have jacked off, you know? Let's hear it right now for Alice Wetterland, guys. Give it up for Alice! Hey, oh my god. Oh, hi, how's it going? Where are my ladies at? Oh, yeah, you guys know what it's like to be a lady, right? It's like clapping up if you know what it's like to be a lady. Oh, man, it's like difficult, you know, when you have to go up a pant size because you got too much pubic hair. <laughs> Good. I've never caught somebody with that one, but I'm waiting for the day that somebody's like, yep, yep, yep. 
It's like, just cut it. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, not a real lady at all. Um, I am here. I'm happy to um, be in this time of year. Uh, My favorite holiday is Halloween, which is coming up. I like it because it's the only holiday that's intentionally spooky. Um, Like, you'll be really scared on St. Patrick's Day. But you're, like, not supposed to be, but you are. Uh, On Halloween, it's like, that's understandable. Um, Sure, okay. (laughs) I was a cat last year. And nothing fancy, just an American short hair. Um, (laughs) Like a Scottish fold or anything. Uh, And when I went to the store to get my cat ears, there was a little label on the cat ears that was like, Cat ears, perfect addition to any cat outfit. You know, when you're dressing up as a cat and you just want to give it that extra something to make it look like you're not just dressed as an otter. Um, Pretty sure sure it's essential. Then I was thinking, oh, maybe that's that's like a label. It's like a warning label for the single ladies of Halloween, you know, to be like, in addition to your clothes that are cat clothes, you know, like this set of yours plus some lingerie, do not a cat outfit make, okay? (laughs) Ladies, let's Reel it in. Uh, like, you'll be on Halloween, you'll see a girl like dressed in like only a leotard and bunny ears, and you'll be like, What are you? And she's like, I'm a sexy bunny. And it's like, Really? Not to a bunny. Uh, no. 10 out of 10 bunnies hate stilettos. It's like a fact. It's like on the nature channels all the time. Also, it's insulting to bunnies. It implies that bunnies aren't super sexy on their own. Pretty productive species. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and Google it? <laughs> uh, do you guys get high? <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm a cop. No, I'm not really a cop. My dad's one. Uh, I am... Uh, I, I do sometimes. I was on the train in New York the other day, and I saw this sign on the train that was like, is marijuana a problem for you? And I was like, um... Uh, yeah. Because uh, it's... This sign knows I'm high. <laughs> it's like a big problem for me. Um, I could have got on like any car. <laughs> Where's the cameras? Uh, I am from Minnesota originally. I'm from Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, that's the Minneapolis people. Like, mm-hmm. Um, people know, yeah, people from Minneapolis are really nice. Another thing that you might not know about people from Minneapolis is that they are all so sad. It's like a sad place to be from. It's a sad place to be. Imagine a place that's so cold, you have a drinking problem. (laughs) That's basically the gist. Uh, I was in in a a thrift store in Minneapolis not too long ago just because I love stained linens (laughs) and uh, dead people's keychains. Kind of my jam. And this guy ran into the store. I'm assuming he was an employee. He maybe was a meth head. And he ran into the store, and he was like, does anybody got a red Honda parked in the parking lot? And the guy next to me just goes, I wish. (laughs) He'll take any red Honda at this point. That's how sad it's gotten. I'm like, you don't even know the condition of that red Honda, dude. Like, it could be on fire. It could be a Civic. Uh, Is that a bad car? What's a bad, what's a bad car? What's a bad Honda? Come on, guys, help me out. What's a terrible Honda? Okay, wait a minute. Old dude just said a Prius. That's a Toyota. Yes, thank you. 
whatever. I feel like I'm in the middle of like a car convention. Thank you, it's a Toyota, like the most simple car convention you can go to. Um, and, what, and what is a Civic? A Honda, great. All right, it's terrible, it's a bad time. Uh, I love I love it because it's football season. It's my favorite time of year. I love to watch football. Um, and my favorite time of year is when the like the all the players will start wearing pink socks and shoes and stuff. It's really great. I love it because I've never seen so much breast cancer awareness among so many rapists. Oh man. Oh wow. Well, bless their hearts. <laughs> you know, convicted rapists. Um, yeah. It's like weird this time of year that joke does really weird. People are like, uh, people are either like, they're like into it or they're like, oh God. And I wonder if they're either pro football players or rapists. Um, either way, what are you doing at the show? Uh, now that you're not welcome. I, I guess I know what I'd do if I ever ran into Ben Roethlisberger in a dark alley. Well, you know. He'd be like, I'm gonna rape you. And I'd be like, I got breast cancer. And he'd be like, ah, oh, you're cool, get out of here, go on. Live your life. There's a line I don't cross. So, um. I love a good rape joke, I do. And um, as you may have noticed, I'm female. That blows anybody's minds, I'll break it down for you. Um, basically, how it works is that women don't hate rape jokes. We just hate when people are like, rape's a joke. <laughs> like that whole attitude totally sucks. Like when somebody will get sexually assaulted and then there's like a quotient of society that is like, she was asking for it. Like that totally sucks because she could never be asking for it. Like even if she was dressed like as the sexiest bunny you have ever seen. Like there's not, you can't be asking to be, because like the definition of rape is that you're not asking for it. Like, what? Like it's like, I can't. Even like if I was to stop what I was doing, I'd be like, "I'm sorry, gentle sir. Uh, would you mind raping me?" That guy'd be like, "Well, now I can't." Um, <laughs> kind of ruined my night. I have an impression I'll do for you. Um, this is my impression of a cool Nazi. <laughs> Get ready. Well, your papers, your papers. Uh, no, 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 no. Your rolling papers. I'm a cool Nazi. I'm a cool Nazi. It's good. Yeah, you like that? That's good. Uh, I guess I'll, I'm going to leave you um, I'm gonna leave with a dick joke. So I read this as a real statistic. If anybody in the audience here is like a guy, like don't raise your hand. We don't need to <laughs> go for it. Uh, this is a real statistic. Um, there's pros and cons to every size, guys. It's true. It's true. It's sti- okay, statistics show that if you have a small to average size package, you are a better lover. So there's a pro, right? It's awesome. And then a pro to having a big dick is that you have a really big dick, which is the right size to have. Oh, you guys are the best. Thanks a lot, I'm Alice Wetterlin. So you were just saying that you think, let's walk this way a little bit. I'm really worried. No, no, why, do you, why are you worried? I'm really worried because I feel like if you use my set on the podcast, there might be some overlap with another set I did on the podcast. And I don't want people to think that I only have like these... It's just that I, uh, I, I, you know, I maybe did some overlap. Well, there's a couple things I would say to that, and I mean, it's just totally about whether or not it's okay with you, because, like, I think something that's important to show people is that we, as comics, we do have to practice our jokes, and we do oh, have to that's run true. our stuff. So people should know. And also, sometimes it, like, sounds differently yeah. at different times. And also, not, might have not heard it. And like, not a the bus same, drove by when they were listening to the like podcast. Or, like, not the same crew is listening right. to every show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I don't remember. But uh, shout out to the hardcore crew that's here every week. Yeah, Thanks yeah, a lot. Keep tuning in. Keep tweeting it. Keep back telling your friends. Of the bus. <laughs> um, I don't know why I said back of the bus. It's because like they're the cool kids, not because oh, of okay. race relations. Okay. <laughs> um, or the cool kids that's in the okay back of the bus. I don't know. <laughs> a really weird yeah. tangential shout out to black people. Okay, that's really strange. That rape joke. I can't remember what you did the last time you were here in terms uh-huh. of. I knew uh, it's relatively new that I've been doing that. That's, one, so. I really, I really appreciated it. I thought it was awesome. Thank you. I'm yeah. Really glad you're telling that. I'm going to be telling that joke until that day I die. Well, just because like there was so much controversy recently, and it was just like. I just wanted to put it out there that women don't hate rape jokes because we don't. We like love them if they're funny. I mean, there's a there's a there's women I know who don't want to listen to any rape jokes, but like there's you know there's one of every person. I I personally think that, and I have like stated this a bunch of times, and I've found that people more people agree with me than I thought because yeah. I feel like a lot of times when people like whenever this controversy is stirred up people are trying to group like women as if they're on one side and then yeah, dudes that's as the thing. and also they try and say like women versus comics as if there aren't female comics yeah. which first of all drives me Insane. Right, right, right. Then on top of that, it's like we, it, as if it's like a censorship thing, where it's like, right. no, we don't well, want like, you to talk about the topic at all. It's more like you should be accountable for what you're saying. What you're I not say, allowed to just say whatever the fuck. Every you want time to say. I talk about it, I'm just like, yo, if you're doing a joke that's more just shock value and it's not really getting laughs, except for like 17 douchebag guys in the audience yeah. that are just like happy that you're validating their misogynistic perspective. Ryan, you're not can, doing your hey, job. Ryan, comment. Ryan, can you shut the door for me real quick? No, that's okay. Um, like you are not doing your job as a comedian at that, at that point. You that's know what, what I mean? offends me, honestly. It's actually the laziness. And it's very. Also, it's just like if it's lazy, it's, it's lazy. It's lazy, and it's alienating a person in the audience for no reason because when like, you don't need to do that. Yeah, you. And, uh, if you're crafting a great joke, it shouldn't alienate anybody. Your yeah, yeah. your joke. Yeah. I think if there's a rape survivor yeah. victim yeah. in the audience, they're not going to be like. Fuck this bitch yeah. for saying such terrible well, things. Well, I mean, I, Bill Burr has an amazing uh, arc about hitting women that I think is super funny. Like, I think it's awesome, and I think it's a great bit. And it's like, well, because so, he did the legwork, you know what I mean? Mm. To bring people into an, uh, into an idea that is super uncomfortable for them. But it's like, he has, like, you know, a point, and it's, it all comes down to accountability for everybody involved in everything. Guys, Alice Waterland, one more time for Alice. best rape joke I've ever heard. And probably the only one I ever want to hear again. Let's hear right now for Alice Waterland. She solved it. She solved it. And guys, keep it going for everybody you saw tonight. That is our show. I'm Cameron Esposito. We are here the first Tuesday. The first Tuesday I've heard every church Tuesday. Including the first Tuesday and then the ones after that. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Uh, also, I just want to let you know that we have another show starting pretty close after this one. So if you guys want to Head on out and clear the theater for us. That would be so appreciated. Have a good night. Also, listen to the show as a podcast. Goodbye. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap your hands together. Put your hands together.
This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun, with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus! I mean, Jazos! (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.